After a long and somewhat unnecessary lockdown-inspired break, I am pleased to welcome you back to That Buzzing Sound Radio. Today's episode marks the start of Spotlight Series 2, which really feels like a fresh beginning for this podcast. And I hope you join me for another block of interviews that will be featuring a host of new artists and their buzzing voices. Maybe some rants in between too. We'll see. Kicking off this new series is UK, Bristol-based, indie punk rock, singer-songwriter, Macketeer, who is mere days away from releasing his debut record entitled Native Noise to the world this Friday. The passionate project channels his hard-rocking musical soul through acoustic strings, hard-hitting drums, and minimal instrumentations. To produce heartfelt, powerful, personal lyrical anthems, which captures relatable feelings and even some of our deep insecurities. It's the kind of rough, hard-hitting sonic edges I love from my indie punk rock. We chatted all about his process, the background of native noise, life in this new isolated age, Bristol's uniqueness, life-affirming travel, and food and how this episode's charity goal, the Great Ormond Street Hospital in London, left a special spot in his heart. I hope you enjoy, for this is my conversation with McAteer. So how are you doing this morning? Uh, yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, n- not too bad. It's evening. For me. It's actually the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's quarter past six. Yeah, so your day's been good? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, thanks. Yeah, usual stuff. I've got a live stream in the, in the, um, within the next couple of days, so I'm just kind of doing a bit, bit of prep for that as well. Have you done one before, or is it... No, yeah, yeah, first one, first first ever live stream. Are you kind of nervous about it? Yeah, I I, I am. I don't really know quite what to expect, because obviously when you play live, like you have the audience you can feedback from, but you're literally just looking into a laptop screen for a live stream. So yeah, I'm, I don't really know what to expect, but I'm quite excited about it, because it's, it's something new I haven't done before. Is is it a nice way to get uh, to like engage with your fans? Are you going to have the live uh, chat open as you're going, or is it just going to be? Um, I'll yeah, I'll try. So it's an, I'm doing I'm doing it via a third party, so uh, an organization that does live music in in Bristol where I live. There, it's all going through their Facebook channel. Um, so I, I don't quite know the setup of that at the moment, but I'll be yeah, I'll just have to wait and see really. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, how are you excited? Are you, uh, with only a few more days to release of your debut record after dropping a couple of EPs or uh, four EPs so far? Uh, yeah. how, how does it feel to have it, the first one fully done? What's what, what kind of feelings are going around right now? So when I... I've always wanted to release an album. Um, EPs are a lot easier to record and produce because you're only dealing with four or five songs. And you can get them out quicker. I, I, it was just something I've always wanted to do because um, I kind of feel like it's a bit of a milestone. And so I recorded it. I've recorded some of these songs on and off over the past. It's taken. It's about two years really in the making where I wrote one of the songs and been recording sort of on and off. And then when lockdown started, I realised I had quite a lot of time to 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 dedicate to this. So I just sort of got my head down and did. Um, kind of finished off the, all the recording as much as I could and it sort of it just kind of went from there really so yeah but I'm excited I'm excited to get it out I'm ex- definitely excited to get it out there's a, there's one song on there that I actually wrote in 2011 so a long time ago um it's actually the opener of the album it was something that I wrote yeah all the way back then 
Uh, but I re-recorded it for the new album just because I wanted to give it a fresher sound. And I'm really pleased with how it's turned out because it's previously it was always just in the in cause it, I, it featured on my first EP, but I wasn't massively keen on on just the tone of it really. So I'm quite I'm quite glad with it this time. So you enjoyed listening to it with new ears that you've had this mountain of experience since then. Yeah, yeah. It came out really great. And it also uh, kind of like start, sets up your, your new theme of the record of changing from acoustic and indie rock, indie punk to more of a like full instrumentation. Like, because that's what you... Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. How, how was that? How was that evolution? Because that... Yeah, that's exactly it. So the first few EPs were purely just acoustic guitar and nothing else. I don't even think there was that much bass guitar on it. So yeah, this is, this is the first sort of record, record I've dedicated to actually being almost like a live band performance. And again, it was something that I've always kind of, I always aspired to, to my sound to go more in that direction. Um, I grew up playing drums originally. So I started playing drums before I played guitar. So I'm kind of just as much a drummer than, than a guitarist really. And I've always wanted to include that in my in my recording, so I'm really glad that I, I could actually do it this time. So yeah, that that's cool because I kind of find it expands the sound a lot more. It just makes a song sound bigger, and it it's definitely feels like the right direction to go in. Um, sort of moving away from that strictly stripped back acoustic sounds. Do you have a new perspective about this project after working through it and adding a little bit of that flair? Yeah, so I. I suppose I, I, I know I know so many musicians say this, but I do want every release I do to sound to sound different. So rather than just rewriting the same same sort of music, and I feel that this is the style of music I've done here. That's sort of like punky indie rock, really. I still want to re- re- um, retain those elements in in like my next EP or album or wherever it may be. But I definitely want to just just push the sounds a bit more really and and kind of just kind of yeah, always always evolve really as a musician and try and make that sounds constantly try and make my sound interesting rather than it because that rather than it getting stale pretty quickly did you hold on to any musical influences as as you were trying to project your your vision out like was there something that you were just trying to hold on to or like i wanted to sound like this i suppose i i focus a lot more on the lyrics in in this album as opposed to just the melody. So coming from some of my musical influences has always kind of started, you know, young with like bands like Blink and grew up with sort of Manchester Orchestra and sort of more indie rock bands. But over the past year, I've been reading a lot of uh, Charles Bukowski books and I really like the kind of his writing style and, and the topics he writes about. And one of the songs on the album is called Henry Janaski, which is a character in the Charles Bukowski books. Um, and I sort of wrote that song around all these books I'd been reading. So I suppose rather than just, it's almost just like not all my influences now just come from my favorite bands. It's also my, my, favorite, my favorite books. So you kind of try and broaden the influences a bit more. Yeah, I, I especially like that track, uh, World Cup Summer. I really dug. Is it strange releasing music in this current environment with no like option of touring? Because I know you come from a touring background and you've done countless gigs over the over the past decade, like near decade. Um, is it kind of weird right now? Yeah, it's it's odd. Um, I started when I started playing music. Like it was all for me. It was all about the gigs, all about playing live as much as possible. And it's really weird promoting 
an album when you can't you can't get up on a stage and you can't play in front of anyone it's it is odd um and i guess every single musician is in is in my position really so you're kind of trying to make the best of it um but also you know it opens up other doors you know it's it's like the, the whole live streaming stuff was never really a massive thing before but obviously if you want to watch a musician you like play you can't really go down to your local venue you have to just log log into a live stream so you know that's cool it's kind of pushing pushing the technology that that we're using but yeah it's 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 definitely weird and it's I, I think in future it would be nice to get back to playing gigs when you're trying to promote an album though definitely yeah i miss going to the shows every couple weeks even though in my as i've gotten older it's been a lot harder to go out because of the family and the personal stuff but it's like it's hard not to miss the energy of that feeling of being in that dark room just vibing out yeah definitely it's like do you really miss going out every couple nights and checking out a new band or checking out some friends yeah but bristol's great for great for live music um you can be in being pretty much any bar and there's always a band playing and we, we're quite lucky we got get quite big bands playing as well in our in our venues so yeah but that's something that during lockdown is kind of a bit of a shame to yeah miss out on is is all the live music really i mean yeah you can easily go out every every single night of the week to a different gig around bristol there's a there's a gig goer called called big jeff in in bristol he's a bit of like a local legend on the music scene and essentially he goes to a different gig every single night and has been for years and so, and you know it's one of those things that if he's at your gig you know that's that means things are going pretty good because he's just a guy who just loves loves live music and say he's he's just become a local legend yeah we have a guy like that here in hollywood but for the most part we mostly joke because he just comes to shows and he just dances and you can usually tell like if it's going to be a fun night is when you see him in the pit and he just starts going he just starts wilding out and you're like yep I picked the right spot for the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, Big Jeff just—he just—he's often if it's like a rock band, he will just headbang right at the front. He's always right at the barrier, and like, he's this big guy with with big big hair, and you can't miss him. And yeah, as you say, like yeah, you know, yeah, you know, oh yeah, if you're in the same room as him, like okay, cool, we're we're watching a good band, or you know, <laughs> <laughs> we made a right choice. Yes, and that, that's always good because you never want to walk into a bar and just go. There's no one here. The <laughs> sound's going on. I guess I'll grab a drink and listen to a few, and then I'll bounce out. Yeah. What were some of the the challenges for you with this with this project? Because again, you've been writing it for a couple of years. Um, like and like, can you talk about some of the growth that occurred? Yeah. So when uh, so when I began it, I, I I never I never didn't set out to record an album when I first started recording the songs. It sort of it more just came together, and then I realized I was I was going through. Um, all my logic files and I realized I hadn't I had enough for an album and I thought you know I'll, I'll just push it a bit more really and I'll kind of try and maybe make some changes to the lyrics or some of the structures to make the songs sort of flow and flow with each other so it doesn't sound so separate every song doesn't sound so separate but I hadn't I hadn't released anything really since 2017 so it was more of just kind of just getting back on the horse really and it was it was just really good to kind of be in the songwriting mind frame again and recording. And I, um, for better or worse, I, I produce all my own music as well. So it's sort of solely just me in a room, and then I'll and then I'll mix it. So that you know, it's sort of thing that you know, it it can take quite a long time to to get that get a whole album done, really. But yeah, it was definitely an interesting experience because as I say, like during I. I, I 
was working on it towards the t- I was working on the tail end of the album um, at the beginning of lockdown as well, which which was also good in some respects. It gave me the time and space that I needed to actually just completely focus on it. Yeah, I've, I've gotten a lot of stuff done during this uh, wonderful three months of lockdown because it's been a lot worse over in the UK than it has over here in LA. It's like it's like we're out, but I've heard that like you guys have literally just been locked down, doing much. Yeah, we had. Um, it, it's getting better now. They've re- they relaxed the rules, but for kind of March, April, May, really, you were allowed out for I think thirty minutes a day for for exercise, and that was it. And then. You could go to the supermarket to get to get food, but that was it. You you really couldn't do anything. And you know, at, at one point, you know, you weren't you weren't allowed to really drive anywhere. I heard kind of stories about the police sort of pulling people over and asking where they were going in their car. Um, so yeah, it was quite quite an, quite an intense lockdown, really. I think a lot of Europe has um, has, has had that really. And you like to travel because I, I watched that uh, video that you just posted on YouTube of your 2015 three-month adventure in North America. And <laughs> I, 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 I'm sure this there's like this itch to go and travel and move and and not be stuck in a house uh, as much, right? Yeah, it's just it was just a bit of fun, really. I kind of just thought, yeah, because I had this, um, so I went backpacking around the states in 2015. And I had a like a little GoPro with me, so I recorded recorded loads of the journey. And then again, that, that was actually during lockdown where I was viewing all the footage. I had probably hours of footage, and I thought, oh, you know what? I'm gonna put it all together and kind of do like a little montage with like a music, like put music over it. And it was just like a bit of fun, really, that I worked on. Then at the end of it, I thought, oh, I'll just put it up on YouTube, really, as like a little. It was like a little mini documentary, I suppose. Of, of my time doing it yeah it was it was absolutely fantastic especially like all the places like you hit like every single hot spot whereabouts in la are you it's, uh, it's it's like a little suburb outside of los angeles but i i used to work in hollywood all the time so like it would okay. just be like a 30 minute drive into town did you come just to the city of la or did you guys do because you guys went a lot of spots yes yeah, so <laughs> in california um so when we did the West Coast, we started the West Coast actually in Alaska, and then we flew down to um, Vancouver, and then I went to Portland because I was traveling with a friend, and um, my friend went to um, Seattle, and then we met up in San Francisco, and then I have a friend, a family friend who I grew up with. He lives in Ventura. I have family up there. I do. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's really, really nice, really nice place. Um, so yeah, we, we stayed at his for probably about four about four or five days and we went into and he because he obviously knew the area really well we were we we drove into la a couple of times um sort of went you know kind of all the hot spots and the santa monica and all that so yeah that was cool then we went down to san diego after was it exhausting because i did something similar like that in europe where i like started in london we went all the way down to greece and italy and then Mm. up like like was it was it just like life fulfilling or was it just like did you ever did you hit that point of exhaustion about halfway through? Um, yeah, so really, so, so we we started on the east coast. We started in Boston, went down to New York, spent a week, week and a half in around Philadelphia, and uh, driving up around New York State. We basically did a road trip. Um, so we, we essentially did a big horseshoe, and then yeah, after California, we went to the south and we did um, Louisiana, and kind of ended up in DC. It was definitely it was a bucket list thing, hundred percent. So uh, I went. So a friend I went to university with. We talked about doing it for years, and then eventually, we got we got a bunch of money together and quit our jobs and 
just packed our bags and went really um but it was something that we've been planning for a while and we really wanted to do it so it was definitely yeah, like a life fulfilling thing to do it's, it's so cool like even i haven't hit a lot of those places like i still haven't hit san antonio i still haven't hit boston so did you get a lot of inspiration about your music or was it just like a nice turn off the brain and just enjoy the moment type thing yeah well so it was it was originally just a completely turn off the brain you know everything work music not you know it was completely isolated from it it was just traveling and doing this doing this thing i always wanted to do but actually there are a couple of songs um on the album that refer to it um one song consigliere which is possibly going to be the next single that that is about that's about that trip so that's about traveling rounds with friends um and seeing the world yeah so it, it did actually end up influencing my music that that trip i i do have to ask what was your favorite food like what was the what was the best spot for food that you had um so I really liked Philly cheesesteaks. So oh, yeah. we went to, we were staying in a hostel that was, ah, um, oh, it's not, because there's Pat's and Geno's, isn't there, in Philly? Um, mm-hmm. And then there's that, the, the third one. Yeah. Yeah, we, were, we, um, we went, we were opposite this place called Sunny's, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a place called Nito Burrito in Harrisburg. Pennsylvania just a random place we would just drive we we were we doing a bit of a road trip after our time in Philadelphia and we stopped by this we were just staying overnight and I think I think it was Harrisburg and they basically just had like they had a several chains of of Nito burrito which is this random random but kind of um burrito burrito chain that's only in Harrisburg or only in that part of Philadelphia that part of Pennsylvania so that was really cool that was real that that was that was definitely good i'm a big fan of mexican food so that was cool um yeah obviously the mexican food in la southern california is pretty amazing as well mm-hmm. yeah and when it comes to cheesesteaks i'm a gino's guy oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's gonna polarize a lot of people listening but I, <laughs> um so so what's left on the travel bucket list like have you done all of europe have you done australia yet no, I haven't done Australia. I really want to do Australia, and I like to do some some Vietnam, Cambodia, sort of eastern. Um, that that sort of that part of Asia, really, I like to do. Europe is one of these things that I guess it's like your suburb of America because it's on your doorstep. You don't really think to do it all that much. So I've been to I've been to Germany and, and like a few places, and um, or, but I haven't been to Italy, which kind of everyone's saying you have you know have to go to Italy sort of yeah so I, I guess i guess more of europe i should kind of really should explore really there's still parts of me that's like i'm close to south america but part of me doesn't want to go to south america yeah 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 <laughs> it's like the novelty isn't there yeah is there a good food spot in bristol that you love again i love food and i apologize yeah. that we're, we're, sl- we're slowly sw- running away from <laughs> the music yeah yeah there's well going back to the whole mexican food there's actually um there's actually a um a burrito place called um I can't believe I've forgotten it. Uh, Mission Bur- <laughs> Mission Burrito, um, which is really cool. That does, yeah, that does some really good food. Um, there's loads of places on this this road called Gloucester Road, um, which is it's just basically made up of loads of independent pubs and restaurants and businesses and stuff like that. So there's always there's always good stuff to eat down there as well. Yeah, I gotta check it out next time I'm in the UK. Yeah, definitely come to Bristol, man. Yeah, I, 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 I still, I've only been to London, and I still didn't get up to to Abbey Road yet. Like, I still haven't. Like, there's so much stuff I have to. And you're from Surrey, though, right? 
Yeah, so I grew up. I grew up um, just outside, just outside London, which is yeah, really nice town. But um, yeah, then I went to I go back 2010. I moved to Bristol. Moved to Bristol. Um, so I was here for university, but then I ended up just staying really because a lot of people um, after university gravitate towards London. Um, but I love the music scene here. Just think it's just a, a great city to be in. There's so much culture and so much art. Um, I really didn't see any incentive to leave so i've kind of i've basically just pretty much been here ever since really it seems like uh the type of spot that i would totally want to be at too so i don't blame <laughs> yeah it's definitely worth a visit yeah i can't i can't wait and whenever this whole craziness subsides we'll mm. we'll get back to that fun part like again did i ask you did this was this record uh therapeutic for you in any way um, well, I, I guess in terms of getting these songs out of that, there's you know some of these songs I've been sitting on for a while. Um, so it was it was nice to to write some more lyrics um, to and to do some rewrites. Uh, yeah, and it was it was something that, as I say, yeah, it was something that I'd always really wanted to do was to write and record an album. So it it, it did you know definitely felt like I'd I'd achieved that goal. So I guess just needs to remains to be seen if people actually like it <laughs> i i think they will again I, I really enjoyed my time i really got like a frank turner type vibe from the acoustic stuff and then i got the the post punk rock london sound from the others and i i, I enjoyed my time with it yeah it's interesting you say about frank turner because um I, I don't i don't listen to frank turner at all really i don't you know i have no absolutely no issue with his music i've you know i think it's i think it's good music but i because a lot of people say, oh, it sounds like, yeah, you're heavily influenced by Frank Turner, but it's weird because it's really not the case. I can only name like one or two of his songs. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's not a fact of like the stylistic comparisons are the same. I feel like you're very honest with your music and it comes from a very like personal place. And that's the kind of vibe I get from Frank. Um, and like, it's just like this energy, like you're just like shouting at the top of your lungs, just like letting everything out putting it out and that's where i kind of see the comparison when you are still coming from this really personal place which really gauged me while listening yeah 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 that does and i suppose actually yeah it does make a lot of sense in that he's because he came from like a quite a punky background as well because he was in million deads which were yeah quite like a punk rock band and then and then i guess he just went acoustic so essentially his influences were kind of punk rock bands but he's now playing acoustic which i guess is to, to some extent, it's the same sort of background I, I've had, really, in that a lot of my influences are, are much heavier than than an acoustic guitar. But do you ever foresee having, like, a background band to, to assist you, or is it...? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't rule it out. Um, as I say, like, I think the you definitely get a better sound when it's with a live band. I do feel that. I do feel that. I'm in a band at the moment. Um, it's kind of, like, more just like a, um, kind of doing it on the sides. Um which is like a garage rock band that, oh, that's cool. and I, I really, I really enjoy, yeah, sort of feeding off the energy of, of the know, other, dr- yeah, other musicians and a drummer and a bassist, yeah, yeah, definitely. But also, I quite like the fact that it sounds, this sounds, I guess it sounds quite narcissistic. I don't know, if narcissism is the right word, but I like the fact it's just me, um, mm-hmm. and I don't have to worry about any anyone else's influence. I, I, I can just. If it's what I want, it's what I can do, and that's. And again, I whether that's whether that's a positive thing or a negative thing, I'm not. I haven't quite figured out yet. But I, I like the I like the like the individuality of it and the fact that I can 
I can just get it done myself really i really i really enjoy that that aspect of it i think it's completely positive and again it, it connects with people and you can you can absolutely feel it when you listen to the music i'm glad you think that man <laughs> yeah um tell me a little bit about the the great ormond street hospital the charity that you would like to promote yeah yeah so great ormond street is uh, it's a children's hospital in central london it's been going for a long long time and basically um, yeah, it's essentially, it essentially, yeah, it takes care of sick, sick kids. And I was there when I was 11, uh, had, I was, I had a virus and yeah, they took care of me and they, it was obviously a difficult time, but I was 11. So I kind of didn't quite understand the magnitude of being in a, in a children's hospital, but they, that I, I always try and promote them and, um, they're kind of a, a charity that I kind of does have quite a close place in my heart. Wonderful. Is there anything else like this is I'm we're nearing the end of the interview. Is there anything you would like to bring up? Anything you would like to to let the, the listener or the audience know? Um, so well, my new album will be out on Spotify on the 31st of July. It's sort of got a got a, an indie punk feel to it. Um, so if that's the sort of thing you're into, into then yeah, it'd be great if you checked it out um, and I hope you enjoy it. Wonderful. And is there going to be another album down the line? Have you started thinking about that? Or you just want to get this one out of the way? <laughs> well, I think I definitely, I need to get this one out of my system first. Um, but I think there will be something, I don't know when, but I, I don't intend for this to be my last. The virus won't stop you, as a lot of people have been saying, regardless of the world, how the world changes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even if I need to repeat the process of sort of promoting it all online from at home, like need be really. Um, you know when you when you write something and you you're really pleased with it you you don't want to kind of just sit on it for indefinitely until the world goes back to normal because we don't know what that looks like so i think it's just yeah kind of just get get getting your voice out really and just trying to enjoy enjoy doing it at the same time This episode of That Buzzing Sound was recorded and edited using a variety of free applications like Audacity and Discord, and is available on such streaming platforms as Spotify, Apple Music, while being fully hosted on Anchor FM.